0: So good to be back with you guys So good, it feels like i'm coming home for christmas or something Because <laughs> you guys have like christmas in july, but because our july is hot and your december's Sorry, your july is cold And your december's hot so It feels like i'm coming home for christmas right now because it's like cold when we leave the hot hot Reading into Into coming into cold beautiful melbourne and i'm very very thankful for the rain I looked outside and was like, thank you god for the rain I love it um so good to be back with you guys how 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 many of you have never actually heard me speak or leave before great okay cool wow, about a quarter or so amazing well it 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 really is um an absolute honor to, to to really be back with you guys um there is there is no place like this i i love coming back it really has has been such a joy to see um i think fruit bill before before i jump in to to what i 'm going to to share on you i i, I traveled a Several different places, um, and I, I would do a lot in my life of going into different places, and, and they're all they're all different. They're all beautiful for different reasons. But there's something about destiny that I love. That when I came the first time, I came back. I don't know, seven eight months later, um, and came back. And usually, you you rebuild the things you kind of taught on, and then you 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 move forward. But I came back, and when I came back, I was blown away because they literally, you guys did everything practically that I gave to you, and I was blown away like, oh my gosh, you did it. And they're like, great, check, check, check. Now what? And I'm like, okay, great. Now let's move above. And it, but but honestly I, I not, not that everything's, you know, um up to me to to, to describe what, what for you to do. But um you really took what I, the the, the seeds that I sowed and you planted them and you I, I feel like now you're really tasting fruit um of them. So it's it's it really is cool to be back here and just see um the beautiful progression um, and and the, the the development and the the maturing um, in the faith. So yeah, so so great to be back here. Um, I'm going to speak on a couple different things today, but 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 before before I jump really the end, I, I heard the word precipice, um, and I I heard it yesterday um, for the first time. But I heard it again this morning. And I I felt like. Um, you all as a congregation, as a city, as individuals, as family, are really on the precipice of something. The precipice is, 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 is the edge. It is um, the, the, the coming to the end of, of, of an era. It's, it's a coming to the end of something and into the beginning of something else. It's an edge that, that actually invites you to jump. I feel like the word precipice is really something for you as individuals for your family that you're on the edge of something, and usually precipices are on un, are unto um, cliffs unto edges unto um, yeah the, the the end of something the beginning of something else but i I really feel like more than ever before I feel like you're in um, on on the edge of really a, a significant shift. I, I want to call it breakthrough, but I feel like it's more of a shift than it is um, an, a- an actual breakthrough, and, and I feel like he's inviting you to come to the edge, like in your life. I feel like many of you in this room have been in transition or have been in just in um, different different seasons of your life, but but you, you've, you've come to this point when you're at a make it or break it type point. You're like, okay, here we are. This is the, uh, all, all roads have now converged unto this one point. They've all led me up until now, and now I get to decide whether or not I jump. And I, I really feel like the Holy Spirit is inviting you to jump, um, to, 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 to truly jump into what he's doing, jump into the great unknown, jump into what is beyond yourself. Yeah? So I, I, I heard the word precipice. I'm going to come back to that a little bit, a little bit later on. But um, I want to I speak on hunger s- this morning. Um, hunger is something that 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 is um, held in beautiful tension. How many know that, that the Christian life is uh, incredible tension, right? You're like, yes, I know that, right? So Jesus throughout scriptures um, taught, taught on lots of different tensions. Many of the truths are held in tension. He'll be speaking on one thing, grace, and then he'll be speaking on hunger in, in the next chapter, right? He'll, he'll almost, almost seemingly contradict himself. If you read the Bible just, just front, front to back, there are many contradictions in the Bible. Why? Because the beauty of life is held with intention. Real, real quick, the most beautiful music um, is held um, and played on strings. For the most part, strings are kind of the, th- the, the core of that, that shaped music to, to where it is today. The, the tension on the guitars that are being played today, the most beautiful music is held in tension. So you have the, 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 the E string, the, the G string, all, all of them are tuned to certain tensions um, that, that you actually can play musically, but they can't actually be played unless they're held in tension. So we have to hold this Christian life within tension. So b- before I jump into hunger, I want to hit grace really really quick. So the beauty of life, the beauty of life with Jesus is that it's all grace. Everyone say grace. Yes, it is. Everything. Everything that was needed to be accomplished was accomplished on the cross. It is a finished beautiful work that when he went to the cross everything, everyone say every everyone say everything. Everything, everything was accomplished on the cross. You're not needing, you're not lacking anything. That Jesus The beautiful crown of creation died and was raised. It was better for him to go away so that he could live and inhabit himself inside of you. That was the grand scheme. That was the grand idea, that he as a human knew that even if he was the most highly capable human, he was still confined by this flesh, and that you couldn't speak to everyone. But now, if you know him, and you invite him into your heart, he lives and breathes inside of you, and he sounds like you, right? He sounds like you. He's not you, but you have become one. Yeah, so he lives and breathes inside of you. So this, 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 this idea that, that Jesus went to the cross, everything was accomplished, you're not needing or lacking anything at all. Everything you need, he has given to you. Everything that, 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 that you needed to get through this life, to, to do life well, to see transformation in your, in your life, your family's lives, um, into the, the, the workplaces that, that are surrounding you, the government surrounds you. Everything you, that you need has been wrapped up inside of Jesus. And when you meet him and he comes into your heart, he moves in fully. Right? When you, when you invite someone into their house, you don't, they don't take one step in and just wait. Right? They, don't, they don't straddle the, 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 the threshold and just wait for you to be like, please come in. Please, please come in. They don't, they don't do that. Right? You open the door. It would be really, really strange if they did. You open the door, and someone comes in fully. When you invite Jesus in, he comes in fully. He's not waiting for you to get your act together for him to come in more. Okay? So two types of glory. You have the manifest glory of God, and you have the omnipotence of God. Okay, so you have, un- I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to kind of unleash the water hose on you guys. Are you guys ready? We are doing okay? <laughs> um, so you have the omnipotence of God. Everyone say omnipotence. That is the God all around us at all times. You can't run from him. You can't escape him. You can't go to any heights or any depths. You can't go anywhere. Psalm 139, I, I can't go find anywhere in all creation where he is not. You can't. At the same time, there is a certain level of manifest glory that comes when Jesus walks into the room. He's already in the room, but his presence walks into the room. So there's a difference in glory coming out of you and coming upon you. This idea that grace has been given to you fully. Note the difference. He's all around you all the time. But we all, maybe some of you felt felt that this morning when there there was a couple moments this morning when all of a sudden you, you felt the Lord moving close. He's always close, but sometimes his presence actually descends. Why? Because it's a different aspect of who he is. It's what he is. It's a different side of his face. It comes in close. So all that to wrap grace. Everything's been done. Everything's been rooted in who he is. He lives in you fully. You can't do anything else to make him come closer. You can't beg him to come in more. Yet simultaneously, this tension, this beautiful string of tension, is, is, is tied on the other end with hunger. One of the greatest marks of health is hunger. I was talking to um, uh, my, my my boss back home. His his name is Gabe. If you've ever watched Bethel TV, he's the he's a little Mexican that makes all the funny jokes. I love him so much. Um, and he is he is he is my boss. He's incredible. But he has been on a um a diet and he's he's lost like I don't know 50-plus 50, 50 pounds or so, um like I- amazing. And, and he we we were talking about it and he said this one phrase and he was like yeah I just didn't eat breakfast and and my doctor said that that the number one reason why I wasn't losing weight even though I was working out even though I was eating right I was doing all these things I wasn't eating breakfast so he actually had to start eating more in order to lose more weight. One of the greatest signs of health is actually hunger. If a child stops eating, if there's something's wrong, right? If you stop eating, something's wrong. At the end of someone's life, when they stop eating, usually that's, that, that is the decline. So one of the highest marks of health in your life is hunger. What is hunger? Hunger is humility. It's the tension of being fully satisfied, yet not needing or lacking anything. Hunger is humility that says, I have to receive in order to keep going. You have to receive something outside of yourself. But you just told me I was not needing or lacking everything. Yes, but because of that, he wants to give you the gift. Everyone say the gift. The gift of hunger. It is a gift, a beautiful gift that he comes to unwrap. So this gift of hunger comes comes to us. And I, I feel like this morning he's really, he's going to give us a gift of hunger. It is truly a gift. It doesn't seem like a gift when you're, you know, maybe in, in the service you're getting hungry right now thinking about lunch or whatever it is coming, right? But it, it is a gift of hunger. It truly is a gift. Why do I say it's a gift? Because it's a blessing from the Lord. Why? Because when you are hungry, you're actually to posture yourself in a place of humility to receive something beyond yourself. Everyone in this room at some point in time has come to the end of themselves. Some point in time, some, somewhere in your life, you've come to the end of yourself. You realize that in and of yourself, I cannot do fill-in-the-blank, right? You've come to the end of yourself. Hallelujah. <laughs> Consider it a blessed day when your only option is Jesus. An incredibly blessed day when, okay, I've tried everything else, every other door, every other practical thing, every, every other thing I can do, every door I can knock on, every other moment, every other um, resource I can go to has failed, consider a blessed day when your only option is Jesus. It's beautiful. That is the gift of hunger, the gift of humility. I love it. All right, can you um go with me to Deuteronomy 8? We're, we're going to go through. I'm, I'm going to go quickly. So Deuteronomy 8. It's a little different verse I'm going to pull out of here. we used to hear the the pages ruffling. And now you just hear the slide and click (laughs) of the electronic pages. It's great. All right, Deuteronomy 8, verse 3. So he humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding you with manna, which neither you nor your fathers had known, to teach you that man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes in the mouth of your Lord. We're, we're, we're going we're gonna to stop there. So right now, they're, they're recounting some of um, the history that the Lord had done in, in the Israelites' hearts. So this idea that he caused you to hunger with this thing, manna, this, this what is it. So literally, they, they, they call it the word, the word manna in Hebrew is literally like, what is it? So we're feeding ourselves on what is it. You're feeding yourself on the question. You're feeding yourself on this idea of I don't know what it is, what is it, but I'm feeding it to, to myself. They found it. They, the manna would, would fall in the morning. They would go up. They would pick it up from, from the ground. They'd gather it and put it into most likely like, like jar um, jars of clay, and they would, they would gather it. But then if they tried to save it overnight, it would turn sour. It would get bugs in it. It was really nasty. They couldn't save it. Today's bread is today's bread, not tomorrow's bread. Right? So what is he speaking today? The, consider yourself blessed when the hungry, the gift of hunger invades your life and is set before you. So this thing of this thing of manna. So he humbled you, causing you to hunger, and then feeding yourself with, with what is it. Neither you nor your fathers had known what it is, to teach you that man is not lived by bread alone, but on every word that comes in the mouth of the Lord. I believe in this church. He's giving you the grace and the gift of hunger to actually desire more. I led um, worship at the, kind of the, the third young adults gathering or whatever young adults. i sure that's what it's called. Great. Um, I don't know if there was like a, a cool name for it yet, like, you know, the edge or whatever, you know, like some, some Christian name is great. <laughs> um, but sorry, that wasn't a, that wasn't a jab. Call it whatever you want. Um, but but I we, we led worship, and uh, I it was just an acoustic guitar, no no great set. It was just here. It was, I don't know, 20, 30 of us, whatever. And and I legitimately thought it was about 25 minutes I had been leading worship, which isn't that uncommon. I'm like, oh, what's happening? But I, I came up and was ready to, like, speak and, like, close, and then it start, started to, like, really go in, and it had been an hour and a half of, of, of us just worshiping together. Ho- no one told me this, but I'm, I'm hoping I, I was really surprised that it was an hour and a half. I wasn't the only one, I don't think. Um, right? right? Come on, right? <laughs> no, but it was, it went, it went by so fast. Why? Because I feel like there's a gift of hunger being imparted to you right now. There's a gift of hunger in what seems like, what, what, what satisfied yesterday isn't satisfying today. What the manna that came, the what is it of yesterday, the tensions and the mystery of yesterday aren't satisfying you today. Why? Because when you hold them overnight and you try to eat the breakthrough of yesterday, today, it doesn't work. The same key doesn't work. Why? Because he's not interested in religion he's interested in relationship he's interested in the fresh the new everyday what is it i don't know but it's a new what is it than it was than what it was yesterday it's a new what is it today what is he doing today what are the mysteries and tensions in your life you have mysteries in your life every single one of us in this room on very different very varying different degrees you have mystery you have tension some of you have, have, have pain in your body. Some of you have, have dysfunction in your family. You have, you have disconnection. You have all these things. Before I go on, I want to say before you, Jesus is not afraid of the wrestle. He's not afraid of the questions. At the moment, the peak of his ministry, he sits in the garden and asks the Lord, if there's any other way to let this cup pass from me, is there any other way? The audacity of that, this is like his point on earth. Like this, this is like his highest goal, right? This is like I'm sending you with all creation, all time past and all time future up into this moment right now. And Jesus, the one assigned to this, questions, God, is this really your will? Is there another way? And if there is another way, let this cup pass from me. Let it pass me by. I don't want to drink of it. But not my will, but your will be done. Because he considered it a gift to actually believe the Lord in the mystery, the what is it, in the eating of I don't know, I don't fully understand, but I surrender my heart to you, the what is it, I eat. I need something beyond myself. I need something beyond where I'm currently at right now. He's teaching us to eat, teaching us to eat. Hunger is humility that keeps us in connection and intimacy. Why do we need that? Because he's more interested in being connected to us. God does not come to break your leg so that he can heal it and show you how good he is. It's not how he works. Sometimes we, 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 we get into this, this, this idea of like, oh, God's just testing me. God's just like putting me through this time. Th- this, that, that's a bigger conversation than I have to unpack right now. But the Lord comes in and he is the master weaver. He is the great sculptor. Right? And he's not afraid of the journey that you're in right now. So everything that you've been given, every door of opportunity, every um, moment for you to grow and every place of tension in your life, is actually a door, an invitation to step into more and actually draw yourself closer to him. Why? Because there's actually connection in the day today. If you're in a dating relationship, or you're, you're dating for, for the first time and you're like over like the first or second awkward date, you, you actually have to continue dating. Even into marriage, even into 60 plus years, I'm not, I haven't been married, but, but that, that, that long you have to keep the relationship alive to keep it connected, right? You have to keep, keep this, this, this connection going. So there is an element of hunger and humility towards each other in that. So it's the same with the Lord. I actually have to continue in my passion and my pursuit of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because he's interested in the day today. He loves the moments. He loves these amazing moments. He loves the lights and the mics and everything and the chords and the music and the conferences and the books. And he loves it all. But what he's equally as interested in is the beautiful day to day, The coffee you made this morning. That you sipped and you're like, oh, I taste Jesus in this coffee. He's not the coffee. Don't get weird. But his nature and his likeness is in the coffee. Because if you can find him in everything around you, then you won't miss him ever. Because he's in everything. He's not just in church. Oh, bummer if he is. If he's just in church, is the only place. The entire reason why he died is to inhabit you. To move beyond a, a temple made of, of, of um, skin of animals. Move beyond that, the temple that Solomon built. Move beyond that and into the temple of human flesh. That's a little stinky at moments. <laughs> That was his grand scheming, was to live inside of you. This idea of there is more. There is more. Destiny church, do not be afraid of the more. Don't be afraid of the more. What is it? I don't know. But it's more. There is more. There's more than just church services. You know this. That's who you are. Your destiny is unlocking the new destiny today. The new destiny today, what is the new destiny today? What is it? I don't know, but we eat it and we become like it. And what you behold, you become like. What you what you place in front of you, you actually become like. Hmm. The beauty of mystery and the tension. Hunger is something that motivates us beyond our own convenience. It motivates us into new places to access more of the Lord. There's so much more. There's so much more. I want to like broaden horizons this morning. I just want to like, if if I if I could do anything, it would just be that there'd be like a big window right here. Oh we got some clouds right here. I just need see some curtains. But all all I really want to do is just pull the curtain back for you to see like, whoa, there's so much more. There's so much more beyond this. There's so much more. That transformation and revival looks way more, way way bigger than just a church service. It looks way bigger. It looks like revival in your workplace. It looks like revival in your education place. It looks like you're you're pumping um, petrol, gas or petrol, petrol. petrol. <laughs> we say gas, but but like, like you're you're just you're getting gas, right? You're getting petrol, and and, and somebody walks in and suddenly revival is breaking out in the little petrol station. That's what revival is. It's so much bigger. So how do you actually access a place of hunger? How do you actually stir up and get more hungry? You eat. And you just feast on who he is and what he's done. And I feel like this morning there's, um, ooh, I feel the Lord. I feel like there's a remembering. Oh gosh, there we go. I feel like there's a remembering happening this morning. I felt it a couple of days ago, too. A remembering yourself back. A remembering yourself back to the body. A remembering of who you are, of where you've been, what he's done in you. And there's a washing. I feel like even like, like, like prophetically with, with with the rain, it was pouring rain. Did you guys wake up last night? I did. Like it was pouring, pouring rain. Is that normal? Kind of-ish? A little bit? <laughs> I feel like there's a beautiful washing. It's sunny out there right now. I'm looking outside. You can't see it, but I can. <laughs> it is. It's sunny out there. I feel like there's a washing. There's a remembering back to who you are. A remembering, a calling yourself back to the original foundation. There's, there's a membering yourself back to the body. There's a coming home. There's a beautiful homecoming in, in, in the atmosphere right now. A washing of the word. A washing of his presence. He's still a good God, and he has not left the throne. He's still a good God, and he is not left. He's not vacated. He's not fallen off the throne. He's still good. He's still kind, and he's still coming close. There's a m- remembering of, oh, my gosh, this is who he is. This is what he does. Turn with me to uh, Psalm 107. Flip another kind of two connection. Psalm so one hundred seven, verse thirty-six. Let me get down to it. We'll start with verse thirty-five. He turned the desert into pools of water, and the parched ground into flowing springs. There, he brought the hungry—everyone say hungry—to live, and founded a city where they could settle. So, just pause right here for a second. So, this this is, this is David speaking, and he's, he's he's he starts the psalm with saying, "Giving giving thanks for he's good." Thanks to the Lord, our God and King, love endures forever. Come on, 90s babies, come on. They're somewhere in here. I know you're in here, right? That's, this, is, this is that psalm. that He starts with that. Says, Thanks to the Lord, our God and our King, His enduring love, it outlasts forever. Ah, that's what he's like. You feast on what he's done. What is it? I don't know. What is it? It tastes good. It's sweet. I don't know what it is, but it's great. And as you start feasting on what he's done, it's the mystery. It's attention. I don't understand, but I'm going to eat it because I have to move beyond the place of convenience in myself into what he's done and who he is, what he's like, his nature. Maybe you find him in coffee. Maybe you find him in reading the Bible. Maybe you find him in journaling or in worshiping. Maybe you just find him in the morning jog whenever you're out running early in the morning you see him in the mist and the closeness and the nearness of God comes to you like fog. You see it in the the clouds, like, wow, you're like clouds. You're like all these things. He is like all these things. His nature can be found in all these things. And the pursuing nature of God comes in close because he's not far off. He doesn't want to be far off. He actually wants to come in close, closer than the words, uh, than the, 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 um, the clothes you're wearing right now. He wants to come in close right now. Give thanks to the Lord, our God and King. So we give thanks to the Lord so that we're eating, we're in thanksgiving. And then, then he, um, th- this, this eating creates a hunger inside of us. So there he, he um, verse 36, there he brought the hungry to live and they founded a city where they could settle. Something is happening in the city of Melbourne in Dingley Village, Springvale. Are we Springvale? Dingley, okay. Greater Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> He's doing something. You want to affect a city, you want to establish a city, he founds it, he creates it, he establishes it on the hungry. You want to actually influence, number three, a city, you influence it by becoming hungry. 36 again, there he brought the hungry to live and they founded a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. He blessed them, and their numbers greatly increased, and he did not let their herds diminish. Why? Because of hunger. Hunger is not up to you to create. You don't work up an appetite. I mean, you can run, you can exercise, you can, you know, be athletic, but you don't have much control on your need to create hunger inside of you. Does that make sense? you can't like okay belly ugh, hungry right <laughs> i was a really really scrawny little kid until probably several years ago and i would i would work out in high school and all the other guys would be taking you know protein shakes and everything and i would get so full i was really really scrawny really underweight And we were looking at photos, and Tina was like, wow, you were skinny. And I was like, I know, I had to work. Everyone else was trying to lose weight. I was just trying to gain a pound. And and I know many of you are like, oh, you poor thing. (laughs) <laughs> oh, poor Peter couldn't gain a pound. But for for a little for a high school kid who's like super tall, like taller than anybody else, and just like base like wet noodles flopping all around, right? I was trying to gain weight, so so in, I was hitting the gym. I was eating food. I couldn't create more hunger inside of me. The only thing I could do to create hunger was actually partake of who he is, what he's like, his goodness. The only thing I could do to create hunger inside of me was eat more. Some of you have been at a buffet. For a really long time. Some of you guys have been in revival type culture. Maybe for years. You've been in meetings. You've been in conferences. You've been surrounded by a buffet. But for whatever reason. The food hasn't made it into you. That's okay. You just need an encounter. You just need a moment with the Lord. Ooh, When you taste that thing for the first time. Never going back. You have incredible restaurants in Melbourne. One of the greatest ingredients in cooking, my grandma says, this. she's a little four foot eleven, fit fully under my arm with a perm, fully, fully, fully under my arm. She, she, we, we love food. My family loves food, and she said, and she one of her many phrases she would say is, "Oh, hunger is the best ingredient." Why? Because hunger actually creates you to want more. If you ever go into these like tasting menus, there's, there's one here. I forget what it's called. Atticus, is that here? Somebody? all oh, you foodies. I oh, know. There you are. Woo. There's they, Typically in tasting menus, you, they, they give you these little tiny small portions. And all these Aussie men are like, where's the meat? <laughs> where's the food, mate? <laughs> and they're like, they're looking all around. It's like, they're like a little tiny portion. Why? The idea of a tasting menu is you go in and the first bite saturates. It satiates. It like overwhelms. You're like, whoa, what is that? That's crazy. The second bite confirms. It confirms what you're actually tasting, establishes what you're tasting. The third bite then gives you sustenance, actually gives you meat, something to to live on. And then the fourth you don't have because it leaves you wanting more. That's the idea in a tasting menu, the little tiny portions where you're like, what? But hope they give you four, five, six, seven, eight courses. So by the time, by the end of it, you actually are full. Maybe. Maybe you just go home and eat a hamburger. But... <laughs> The idea is hunger is the best ingredient into anything. So you want more of the Lord. You feel stale. You feel stuck. You feel just, I don't know, in, in a rut, in a moment. It's not up to you. It's not up to, to me to create hunger inside of me. The only thing I can do is actually eat more. And in the eating more, it, cre- it kicks my metabolism to start running and actually creates a need and a desire for hunger more. So some of you just need to eat. Destiny, you want to be a church that shapes Melbourne, that shapes Thingley Village? Just eat on his goodness. The kindness of the Father. What he's like. Overwhelmed by who he is. Overwhelmed by his goodness. Just remember. Why don't you just hold your hands out right now. It's like an international sign of just receiving something. Holy Spirit, come. I break off pressure right now that says you have to do in order to be. You have to create something inside of you. I just blow away like dust. just Just blow it away. All this pressure, all this expectation. That the joy of your Lord would truly be your strength. It would be your sustenance. What is it? I don't know. Mm, it tastes like joy. Wow, it tastes like peace. It tastes like what is it today? What is it What is that you're needing today? Just feel the presence of the Lord. Let him come and land in your body. Do not stray away. Do not avoid or walk far away from the more of the Lord. presence of Holy Spirit come. Just feel him land in your body. Feel him land in your body. It's not up to you to work it out. It's not up to you to work it out. He's kind and he's good. And he wants to come to you way more than you want to come to him. And way before you were ever even born, before you were thought of, before you were an idea, he knew you. Before you were even the womb, he knew you and he came after you. He has a story for your life. He's not worried. He's not concerned. He's not in a rush. He's not in a hurry because he is outside of time. He is before time. He is after time. He is everything all around you. He is Jesus eternal, and he wants to come. In all of his grand scheming, what he chose to do was wrap himself inside of you. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, just fill. Just wash away right now. I feel a lifting off several of you. Just like a lifting of your mind. It's even like a pressure. I feel like people even came in with headaches. Who is that? Are there headaches in here? Just, just whip your hand up. Just lift me a wave. One, two, three. Yeah. Just little headaches. I feel like just like the Lord lifting off pressure right now. In the name of Jesus, just pressure. Just blow off. Huh. It's not up to you to figure it out. What is it? I don't know. But we eat it. We eat the beautiful mystery of who he is. What he's like. He's kind. He's good. We know his nature. The fruit of the spirit. Is love, then it's joy, then it's overwhelming peace and patience. He's so kind. Jesus, come. He's so much bigger, so much bigger. I'm going to do something a little bit different here. Hey, Chris, can you come up and play electric? Just you. No pads. That's going to be a little bit vulnerable for him because there's not going to be anybody behind him. I feel like there's something on you this morning. Just play whatever you want. Just pick. Doesn't have to be perfect. Just do you. Just stay engaged with the Holy Spirit. Just take the last couple minutes here. Just allow him to come. Just allow him to fill. Some of you have spent a really long time It felt like you've been doing this alone, huh? Ooh. Jesus created the world, not alone. The Father created, let there be, and Jesus was next to him. Let there be light, and the Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the waters. The three, the Trinity, three in one. He was never alone. Let your hunger increase for him right now. He's bigger than just the day ins and day out. He's bigger. The scheme and the scale of your life is bigger. You are eternal. Do not allow something finite as time to confine you. You're a spirit first. Do you feel the anointing come in the room immediately? It's not just emotions of music. It's not just emotion of music happening. As soon as he starts playing, immediately. How many of you guys felt that? Yep. That's his history with the Lord. That's the position of his heart. And he comes in because he loves Chris. He loves you. Let him come. Spirit of God. Some of you have spent a really long time. Wow. Some of you have spent a really long time since you felt him. Just let him come like rain right now. Let him come and water the soil of your life. Let him come and just fall like rain on your fields. Wash away the dust. Wash away the, dis- the, the, the confusion. All of the pressure, all the stress. Holy Spirit, blow in this place. He's more than the day ins and day outs. He's more. He's greater. He's beyond time. The hunger for Jesus. Just simple Jesus. The agenda is Jesus. The point is Jesus. He's a man. He's also a spirit, and you are beyond time. You're outside of it with him because you're a spirit first. When he walked in, he purified you from the beginning. When you invited him and in, he took, he took all the sins, he took all the heaviness, and you wash him away. Let him wash right now. Come in with oil right now. Reignite fires. If you're feeling something on your body right now, I just want you to stand. You don't have to. I just want you to stand if you're feeling something going on. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Just keep receiving. Ooh, deep breath. (laughs) The kindness of the Lord. The kindness of the Lord. Let him restructure right now and remember yourself back to yourself and back to him. The agenda is Jesus. Not far off, close. He understands tension. June Edwards is an author who wrote one of my favorite books, and he recounts a, um, the story of, of really the earth. But he has this moment when he's talking about the cross, and he says that all the angels in heaven spanned eternity past, all the eons, the thousands of years for eternity past. And went into the moments in time, every single moment went in, the angels went in, and they lifted off sins. They lift off sins of people, and they went to eternity future. The blood of Jesus speaks a better word. It transcends time, and it goes into eternity future, and lift off every sin that was to be committed, and lifted it off of them, and all to Jesus in the moment of Calvary's Hill, in the moment when Jesus hung on that cross, and they inserted it into him, they pressed it into him, The weight of the world, the crushing, the crushing. He understands the tension right now. He understands it. Why? Because he lifted it from you. He bore it in his body. He bore it inside of himself. He gets it. You're not alone. I've been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. He lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God. Everything you're going through, every place of tension, he's bore in his body. Inside of himself, he bore it. And then he died, and you died with him, and he raised you back to life. There's a remembering yourself Bart. Right now. There's a remembering. You're remembering yourself back to him. Allow your hunger just to increase for him. He's good. He's kind. He bore it all. Every place of tension, every misunderstanding, every place of confusion, every place of doubt, he's not afraid because he is bigger. He is bigger. He is greater. Breath of God. Breath of God. Have a couple more minutes, but if you're in a moment with the Lord, I don't want to stop that. But if you're able to, can you stand? You stare at where you were, if not. Consider it a gift when your only option is Jesus. When your only option, your only choice, the only way forward, and every other door has failed. Every other lover has not measured up. Consider it a gift, the beautiful gift of hunger. We're not satisfied. I'm not satisfied with just going to church. I'm not satisfied with doing this religious thing. I have to have more of the Lord. This has to be real. It has to be tangible. We're just gonna sing out right now, in a second. You can sing whatever it sounds like. I don't actually care what it sounds like right now. I feel like it's you need to actually lift a voice. We're just gonna have a sound for a second. Come, so I just lift your voice. If you want to be tongues, you can. It can be whatever. It'll be good for you. If you think you have a horrible voice, it does not matter right now. Come on, stir it up. Whatever it is, whatever it is, just stir up a sound. Doesn't matter what the person next to you sounds like. <laughs> Come on, stir hunger. As you eat, you taste of his goodness. Feel him inside of you. Feel Jesus inside of you, filling your bones, filling your bones, filling every gap, every hole, every space. Let him invade. Let him invade right now. Let him invade right now. He's not afraid. Let him come in close. Sit him on let worship be your violent weapon. Let worship be your violent weapon that cuts the head of the enemy off. Let him be your violent weapon. Worship. Feel the lifting right now. Feel beautiful lifting. We're hungry, hungry fully satisfied, but we haven't had enough. Oh, nearness of God. The nearness of God come. The nearness of God come. Jesus. Jesus. That's the sound of the hungry eating. That's the sound of the hungry eating. Not just singing songs. We love the songs. Not just singing songs. Not doing church as usual. But pressing into the more. There's more. There's more. He's beyond. He's so much greater. Fill. Spirit of God, fill. You've tasted too much. You'll never be the same. Never be the same. May the Lord bless you and keep you, bring you into his keep. May he make the light and the luminous light of his face shine upon you to give you peace on every side that you would know his kindness you would know his nearness and if he's near everything else pales and the light of his glory and face